Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on May 29th, 2020. We got some unfortunate sports news to talk about. Uh, the baseball season is looking uh, more bleak and bleak, bleaker and bleaker by the passing day. The uh, MLB owners and the MLB players cannot come to an agreement. There's a lot of different terms and conditions. We're going to break that down, kind of give our opinion on what's going on. Sucks knowing that we might not see our favorite sport. But hey, I've already committed to there being no baseball. so It's all mindset. And then we're also going to break down a little early, but I mean, we're kind of strive for content. Let's be honest. Uh, we're going to break down all the over under win totals for the NFL season coming up the 2020 NFL season, just like we did for baseball. I mean, this time we're under the expectation that football at least happens probably without fans, but I think it'll happen because leagues are starting to resume. Um, going to break down the, the over under win totals, give 10 locks like we did with the MLB. And that'll be like our 10 locks that we compete against at the end of the year when we compare records. So as you can see, I took the post-it notes down because yeah, I was just really, nothing. I was really sad about it. I just took them down. Just bumming you out when you hit the over on 89 games when they only play 82 this year. <laughs> Let's get into the show. 20, 10, 5, High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Hulk smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the ball. Yeah. Tyler, I'm getting pretty uh pretty bored 
in this quarantine that we have going on. Yeah, it's uh, it's not fun. You know, Memorial Day just passed. Um, didn't do anything. Uh, I mean, I did go over to my parents' house, watered the grass for them. Me and Sebastian and Damien played some wolf ball. Um, I mean, we, I've been going over to my parents once a week ever since it started. Sorry, guys. Not really doing the whole social distancing as, as much as I should have been. Uh, going over to Riley's mom's once a week. Had that one day we played wolf ball. Besides that, man, it's just been nothing but working and playing video games and I'm kind of bored. I went over to my parents' house on Memorial Day, but for a while there, I, was, I wasn't even doing that, Jay. I was a good citizen. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I was shocked. Your dad came over to my parents' house that one day. I was shocked. Yeah. Shit's getting a little better, but it's still very boring. He's working, right? I saw something on Facebook. He was working. Yeah. Got a job now. Where's he working? Affordable. That was shocking to me, too. I thought he wouldn't want to start working in the current climate of things. I think he's just wearing his mask and shit. And- well, yeah. There's been more research coming out, you know. Um, that's the thing just being cautious until we learn more about it. And it seems like they're starting to learn more about it, but they also are just realize the government's realizing that like the economy is going to go to shit. So, Oh yeah. No bueno. All the, the, the governors realize they can't just get fucking bailouts and everything and whatever they're trying to get. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, in the midst of all that, we got, you know, just, just your old good old riots going on, <laughs> you know, cops killing people, just fucking fantastic shit. Legitimately. Um, we don't ever get serious really on this podcast just because that's not what the, that's not the lines that we are within. Um, I like it, but I, I genuinely feel like we are at a turning point in history and we are at a time that is going to be talked about in history books. And while, you know, I don't think a full out revolution is going to happen in 2020 just because of everything going on. Um, something's going to happen. There's going to be a boiling point. You know, you got, Everything going on, you know, even before all this, you know, there was already a lot of tension politically, you know, before our current president. But then our current president definitely, you know, helped whether you love him or hate him, definitely helped, uh, you know, he's polarizing. He splits people. Yeah, definitely widen that gap even further, uh, which is just sad. And then, you know, you have things like school shootings. You have things like this police brutality. And then we go straight into 2020. We have a pandemic, you know, which you can comment on, you know, prepper how prepared we were in our response after whatever, but it's not really anyone's fault. It's just one of those things that kind of happen, you know, but just the response afterwards, you know, a lot of people feel like, you know, the government doesn't care about them. They're giving bailouts to big or, you know, corporations and, you know, they're taking vacation days and giving themselves bailouts, doing whatever they want. And then, you know, while people are losing jobs and everything and record setting th- amount of people on unemployment that makes, you know, people just feeling uneasy that the government doesn't care about them, you know, and then others hating the government I, I don't know. And then everything going on with this, you know, um, what was the gentleman's name? George Floyd. George Floyd. That going on, the protests going on that. It's just there's a lot of uneasiness in the country right now and I think around the world, but specifically in the United States. And I just feel like we're we're slowly coming to a point that's going to be taught in 100 years where we're either going to have to completely change the way we do things, whether it's politically, economically, socially, um, you know. I know people love the Constitution and want it to remain completely the same, even though that wasn't the point of the document. Something's going to have to change. Um, this country's full of systematic racism and just people at the top only caring about the people at the top, whether that's Democrat, Republican, Independent. You know, 
95% of politicians care about, you know, their friends in the industry, their rich buddies, you know, themselves. And it's just their bank account. It's, I don't know, man, we're at a, we're at a turning point in history, Ty. And that's what I've been thinking about the last few days. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you see the riots, you see the fucking target and AutoZone, Yeah. Being burnt down. Uh, people completely clearing out shit and uh, people are mad and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, especially the video when it's so blatantly obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen um, it. I don't want to see it. It's not good. I know what, like, yeah, the whole I can't breathe and everything. I've seen the screenshots, but I, I just can't come around to watching that. It's very bad. I don't recommend watching it. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, just all the riots and shit. And then, of course, it's still being an election year, <laughs> which is just going to be great if, you know, depending on how shit goes either way, I think it's going to just continue to split people apart. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Um, again, we never get political because, A, I just hate American politics as is because you can't freaking say one good thing about anyone on any side without half of the people, you know, hating you in the country. But yep. we have, you know, the guy in office who, you know, I guess in terms of policies and everything is, you know, like a traditional Republican, definitely not presidential, definitely helps, you know, divide the country. Um, versus a guy who doesn't seem like he's all there mentally and looks like he's senile and creepy with little girls <laughs> and is known for, you know, being a politician and giving himself bailouts, you know, not bailouts, but, you know, worrying about the people at the top. And just because his association with the previous president, you know, he's kind of in the position he's in now. And it's just another shitty year. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, you know, either way you look at it, it's bad. And then, you know, everyone's still, like, all these riots and everything are still going on, still happening. And then it's like, yeah, hey, we, we still got a we still got a pandemic going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we still don't know how long it's going to be going on for and if there is going to be a second wave. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy, man. It's sad. Yeah, the pandemic, uh, we haven't really talked about it at all. Uh, we've shied away from it just because, I don't know, I don't want to talk about the pandemic. People listen to podcasts to get away from the pandemic, but... I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm kind of I'm so on the fence because I'm I'm on the I'm like in a weird situation where I'm like want I'm as I'm open to being as cautious as possible and I supported how cautious they're being, but I'm also in the point where it's like eventually we do kind of have to try to reopen things and if there is a second wave they should shut it down as quickly as it can and yeah, it it sucks that it could lead to a loss of life, but it seems like they are understanding it more. Companies are at least taking measures of, you know, making sure this thing doesn't spread. And if they can limit it and start to reopen things, like, I think, I just don't, I don't think uh, reopening things should be something that's un- impossible. You know what I mean? If they do it the right way, then it should be something that's doable. And I'm glad to see it's slowly, you know, coming to where it is, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, as long as people, cause I think they still pass the law where uh, they can refuse service if you're not wearing a mask. Yeah. Which is great. Um, as much as people don't want to wear them. Kind of, kind of get the fuck over it. <laughs> yeah. I, I know it sucks to say, and yeah, it's kind of irritating wearing a mask, but, like, it doesn't do you any harm. Yeah. Just do it. Hey, maybe it is overreacting. Maybe this isn't as big of a deal as it was, but just, just fucking do it. Well, yeah, and people don't understand why they're wearing the masks. Um, it's, you know, it's not, be- it's not to keep you from getting someone else sick. It's Or it's not to keep you from getting sick from someone else is to keep you from potentially getting someone else spreading it yeah is the issue or the thing that it mostly prevents yeah and that's why it's just a slippery slope though because you know some people who are completely 
you know, anti reopening everything. It's like, well, you could be asymptomatic. It's like, well, I guess you could, how long are we going to say that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a vaccine, but when there is a vaccine, but yeah. And they've done a lot more research. Yeah. Um, it isn't as deadly as they thought. Yeah. Which is good. It's still not good, but yeah. it's not as bad as we thought. There's a lot of people who, you know, I think the average death age somewhat, well, I don't know. I didn't research this. So if I'm spreading false information, that's my fault. But I saw something where it's like the average death age is like 67 or something. Yeah. Which still don't want to kill old people. Yeah. But at the same time, there should be a safe way to handle things and start getting, you know, the ball rolling with how many people are unemployed, how little help they're getting. Yeah. Got to do something. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. A stat I like looking at, and I actually, I haven't, been, I found it. There was like a website that had it, I think the Financial Times, and I haven't been able to find it the last few days. I don't know why. It's the percentage of deaths above average compared to the last five years because people see 100,000 deaths and it's super, you know, and obviously that's a lot of people. I'm not downplaying it in the slightest, but if you're just looking at the number, it's like, holy shit, that's a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people realize how many people die in a year. You know what I mean? So yeah. like when you see like, oh, a thousand people died today, it's like, holy shit, that's a lot of people. So, the average, the deaths above average is like how many deaths this year is in the country, just overall, not COVID, not just COVID, you know, car crashes, everything Total. compared to past years. And, you know, that gives a good kind of indication. I think right now we're still like 50% above average. So there definitely is more deaths that can be related to COVID because there's a lot of the whole, you know, they're registering every single death as COVID and all that stuff. So if you look at those numbers, numbers, yeah, that's the numbers I like looking at. So if it gets to a number where, you know, it's, yeah, we're still experiencing some COVID deaths, but it's around, you know, let's say 5% above average. Like, you know, at some point, you know, I don't know. It's a decision you have to make. Got to kind of toe that line. Yeah. When it's worth taking small risk, which you're going to take a fucking small risk anytime you go out when people are sick. Yeah. It's just where that point is. Well, and the problem is, too, a lot of people are just ignorant. Um, ignorant and just stupid. Uh, <laughs> and there is a difference. If uh, Well, yeah. <laughs> It's just if people um, took precaution and actually took this thing serious, then we could be on the road to, you know, things getting somewhat back to normal sooner. But people want to pretend like this isn't a big deal and like it's a democratic hoax, even though it's going on across the entire globe. And if everyone just worked together, you know, this would be a lot easier. But people aren't like that. You know, I know there was a story about a hairdresser. I believe it was in Texas who was symptomatic, not like an asymptomatic. You know, they she found out she had it later. Like, uh oh. No, she was symptomatic and she just went to work and they found out she had it and she exposed like 89 people to it or something like if you're sick, stay home. You know, Um, I know someone who I don't want to like, you know what? No, no one's going to listen to this in freaking corporate of Barnes and Noble. Riley's one of her, you know, upper bosses, you know, had it and visited multiple stores and was coughing and said it was bronchitis and went to like 10 15 stores you know was like oh no i'm fine it's just bronchitis coughing um and then turns out you know she canceled going to riley's store like the day of because she got tested and she had it so all those stores now have to close and you know everyone's getting tested and they're gonna do whatever it is but it's dumb things like that (laughs) it's dumb things like that that need to stop you know just because it might not be that bad for you like let's say you do have it and it's just a slight cough and you don't get the severe doesn't mean like hey i'm gonna go out and just you know, throw caution to the wind, like just stay home for a week, you know, two weeks. I saw a thing that they're, they're finding that people aren't infectious the whole time. It's like five days after, uh, like symptoms or whatever, they're not infectious anymore or something like that. Like not as long as they originally thought. So that's good, but still <laughs> just don't be stupid. <laughs> yeah. Stay home, stay safe. Um, 
if you have the flu, you're not going out. You know, it's just because, I don't know. <laughs> All bad. Yeah. So, uh, baseball. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> uh, yeah, the owners are cheap pieces of shit. So what is it? So I know the baseball players agreed to a prorated salary because they're going to play half the game, so they're going to get half the salary, which makes sense. That part makes sense. You know, I can't. And they all agree with that, too. Yeah. I can't fault the owners for being like, okay, you're giving me half the work, you get half the pay. But then they're on top of that, they're uh, reducing pay even more. <laughs> so they agreed to 50% prorated salaries. Yeah. What the owners want to do is say, okay, we'll give you that, you know, quote unquote, most of that 50%. If you're a league minimum player, <laughs> if you're a Mike Trout, a Bryce Harper, you're making nothing and your money is going towards the lower level, the lower paid players. Yeah. So Mike Trout or whoever, $35 million a year, uh, prorated for 50, you know, 50%, half the games, 17.7 million a year. They want you to make 7.8. Yeah. Um, if you look at that, you know, statistically, I think that's like 22% of his original salary, yes. Yeah. Which is absurd. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's a bad look for uh, just baseball as a whole because I absolutely side with the players. You know, they're already taking this pay cut and you're asking them to make even less. But there are a lot of people who look at these numbers and are like, you know what I mean? Like, this guy doesn't want to play for $7 million. Like he's whining about $8 million a year. Yeah, and it, it's just overall it's a bad look. You know, baseball fans, I think, recognize it's a bad look for the owners just being greedy. You know, yeah, you could talk about these millionaires being greedy, but these are billionaires that are refusing to pay their minor league players $400 a week. I don't know if you saw that, but there was Absolutely like, insane. The A's owner is a fucking terrible person. Well, today, like hundreds of minor league players across the whole league got released. Because people didn't want to pay them. So I saw that, but also they typically do cuts at the end of spring training, which did not happen this year. Yeah. So it's a little misleading with those numbers, but still bad people. Yeah. <laughs> the A's owner did the thing where he is no longer paying them, but they're still unpaid employees. So these minor leaguers cannot file for unemployment and are making zero money. Yeah. But still expected to stay in baseball shape and ready to go whenever. Yeah. And I see guys like talking about like, oh, it's a business. They still have a bottom line to to maintain it's like dude 400 dollars a week is still like chump change like uh, yes they have their signing bonuses that they have and everything but like they should be able to pay 400 dollars a week to these pro players you know what i mean like the age general manager it would have cost him about a million dollars i saw that tweet yeah the man like who's worth 2.1 billion dollars yeah <laughs> it would have cost him to through august i believe and you know what's sad? Million, 1.2 million. You know what's sad is these are the guys who go to Vegas and fucking gamble 50 grand on blackjack hands. Literally one of their players' entire salary in a year. You'll put on one blackjack hand. Yeah. It, it's... <laughs> um, and so this article that I'm I'm taking these numbers by... Uh, is it the Passan article? Blessyouboys.com. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, that a reputable on. source type? <laughs> I think it is. We're going to go with it. Oh, this... But they referenced Forbes. So fuck you. <laughs> Uh, so the revenue pool for the MLB, uh, about 10 and a half billion annual revenue. Now, if you look at it, some of that's from tickets, uh, some is from other stadiums, revenues and tickets that, you know, each team gets mm -hmm. nationally about $3.2 billion, uh, local media, 2.1 billion sponsorships, 1.1 billion. So you do the math real quick there. 
about six billion dollars. Yeah. All the players' salary added up before they take a fifty percent reduction, four billion total. So two billion with the reduction. Yeah. So the owners are trying to do this and still make money. Yeah. They aren't even losing any money doing this. They're trying to get away by still making money while running their business during a national pandemic. Well, that's uh, I saw, you know, I saw things uh, like the M- NBA and NFL both. Like I saw reports saying like they are both open and willing to like losing money this year, you know, just to keep things going because it's just I don't know how these owners are so stupid. Like this is so damaging for the league. Like you have the CBA next year, you know, that's expiring. Like, What's going to happen then? You know, and I, I, I don't know. I guess in the owners' minds, they're like, "What are all these baseball players just going to decide to not, not play baseball and just baseball cease is not going to exist anymore?" Probably not, but it's interesting, man. Very easily could be a strike. Yeah, just happened before. Yeah, um, it's crazy. And then you look at it. Um, again, I'm going back to the A's guy. You do that to your minor leaguers. One of those guys turns into a fucking great player. Makes your MLB squad. Contract time rolls around. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, I'm not playing for you. You were an asshole. I couldn't feed my family because you were cheap. <laughs> like, Well, minor league players are already extremely underpaid. But well, Absolutely. But just this is just amplifying it where they're just cutting players and not paying them. And yeah, it's insane. Well, I, you know, I know your angels uh, furloughed. Insane. We're one of the first teams to furlough. Furlough. I can't ever say that word. Am I saying it right? Furlough. Uh, fur- yeah. A I bunch think you're of just pronouncing furlough. it. Furlough. <laughs> Put too much emphasis on like the low. Yes. Uh, they, furlough. Uh, they furloughed a bunch of uh, their employees, like their front office employees and everything. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, again, I your your billion dollar billion <laughs> dollar guy. You have so much money. Yeah. And and it's insane the people where they're like, well, they should expect to lose money. Like talking about the players and shit. Like, well, you know, the business isn't doing it. Well, guess what, dude? You get a raise at a business. You get a greed salary. You're getting paid that. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? If you are doing great at your job and you're bringing in the company extra money, you're not going to see that. Yeah. Like that, that isn't yours. Yeah. MLB owners <laughs> are going to make way more and more money when they're doing great. And Mike Trout's going on putting on a show every night. Yeah. But now that he's losing money, it's, well, we should share the losses. <laughs> when we're making extra money, you don't get any of that. But when we're losing money, we should share it all. <laughs> you guys should take some of that too. It's crazy. And then the idea to have the top paid players pay the bottom paid players is 100% a goal to just try and split the MLB players union. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. It's the stars are being greedy. Yeah. <laughs> which they're the ones making you the fucking money. No one goes out and watches a fucking Padres game before Manny Machado and, you know, Tatis are there. Yeah. Like people go to watch stars. But that's the thing too is like how is that money even going to the you know what I mean? I don't understand how that money's even going to the lesser paid players because the lesser paid players are still making less than the prorated salary that they agree to. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I think their idea is everyone should take a cut, but they should take less of a cut. You should take most of the cut to make Which, their cut less. I, I guess I get that, like, you know, like the tiered salary cuts, but the the, just the numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, you you're going to cut Mike Trout $10 million so you could save – the lowest paid player in the league, 20K. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's insane. Right, so, you know, ML, the league minimum would lose about 3.5% from the 50. Yeah, it's 23K. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Um, Mike Trout down to 22 from 50. So, do the yeah. math. 
Well, yeah, Mike Trout, just by looking at these Passan numbers, Trout's losing, would lose, you know, 35 mil. I think he makes more than that. Let's just say 35 mil. He's losing just under 10 mil. And then, but that's in the minimum guys are making, losing 20K. I don't know. The numbers just don't add up. There's obviously a lot of, a lot more minimum guys than there are stars. Well, but one Trout, $10 million could pay for most of the fucking league. Yeah. Like, because you figure 20K, 20K going into 10 million. That's a lot of math that I'm not doing. And right now. you only have, you know, 500 MLB guys <laughs> who I think if you're on the 40 man roster, do you make league minimum? Yeah. So 40 guys, most on each team, 10 of them maybe are at that minimum. Maybe a little more, but yeah, like, uh, no crazy. baseball's already the way baseball is. It's you have guys that are most of the league is fucking under salaries that are like 2 million or less because of the stupid six year thing. Yep. So, I mean, you look at like the Dodgers, you know, I think like half the roster, and we have one of the highest payrolls in the league. And we have, you know, okay, maybe not that many, but we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 of the 40 players are making $2.5 million or less. Okay. So, I mean. It, crazy. And then you look at it where. What's up? Oh, taxes, too. Like, I just remember taxes. <laughs> so Mike Trout's gonna make seven point eight four million of his thirty five mil, and then get another like forty percent taken from He'll California. See, like, He's gonna make four like four million out of a forty million dollar a year contract. <laughs> it's fucking. And meanwhile, these billionaires are getting tax breaks. <laughs> yeah. Um. And you look at it too, like in the case of even Ar- Artie Moreno. Oh God. Yeah. Sorry. That video. Yeah. <laughs> he sits there and Trout. Come come stay at home. We'll give you this giant contract. You're worth it. We're gonna pay you. Sign this big deal. Rendon, come to the Angels. We want you on our team. We think you're worth this money. Here's a huge fucking contract. You shouldn't make all this money now. <laughs> After fucking right around saying you're worth this much, you're not really worth this much. You should take most of the money and give it away. Insane. And I mean fucking insane. Artie Moreno's worth three point three billion dollars, by the way. Terrible person. <laughs> um and we don't know if all the owners, you know, obviously this is the owners, you know, it's probably like a, a vote. So I'm sure not all of the owners are siding this way. Cause I know there are teams that have been more proactive in guaranteeing their, their players pay for the whole year and guaranteeing their minor leaguers get paid. I want to say like the tigers and twins, which is just sad because those are small markets. Um, yeah, those, I'm sure if those owners are proactive in that regard, they're probably not siding on this huge pay cut, you know, and I, I guess I, I get the baseline logic. Like, if you're an Artie Moreno, I'm not saying I agree with it, but when he looks at Mike Trout, he's like, okay, I'm paying him $40 million. But it's not just $40 million to play baseball. It's $40 million so he could make me this many millions, you know, and now he's not going to make me this many millions. But it's like, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a contract. Yeah. You gave no, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I, I don't know. It's wild, dude. Especially with half a season, you're going to have more people watching. There's yeah. no fucking sports on. Like, you're going to have better numbers on TV. Yeah. Like, I... Well, especially, too, I, you know, the, again, throwing out names, the Angels uh, ex- chief marketing executive, I think, or something, he was one of the big guys, said that they were one of the last teams to sign a, you know, because a lot of teams are, like, signing deals with bigger networks. The Angels are Fox Sports West. Mm-hmm. Like, he was saying that doesn't happen anymore. 
in the industry. Like, you know, people go other, you know, the teams are going otherwise and they're not getting as much money. Whereas like we signed that deal, that 20 year deal with Fox sports West, like right before teams stopped going that route. And they're making like a shit ton of money off of it. Really? Cause pretty much the contract they have, it's like the, it's favors the angels so heavily. And now like, it's not really done that way anymore for some reason. I don't know why I think cause like streaming and stuff. So cable networks don't want to really pay that much, you know, yeah. for the angels or whatnot. But so it's like you're making a shit ton of money on the TV deal already, and you're going to make more money. Yeah, the seats are going to be empty. Just fill those seats with advertising, dude. Throw tarps on the seats and sell more advertising. You know what I mean? Like, you can you can make money off of this. It's so dumb. I also love um, within this article, they talk about how two-thirds of all MLB teams have an ownership stake in the regional sports networks. Um, in other words, they're paying themselves. <laughs> so it's like... Like, you're not really losing money. You're just not paying yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, wh- what? <laughs> There's plenty of ways you can just fucking let this be and get sports back on. But the owners are greedy. They're greedy billionaires, and they don't give a shit about the sport. Well, I, I feel like, too, a lot of baseball owners are probably old white guys, you know, own the team for fucking many years, and they're just, you know, you know what I mean? Have that kind of old school mentality. You know what I mean? Absolutely. This is crazy to me, dude. I just want baseball. And if this happens, and I mean, their last, like, this proposal, players went on and were aggressively vocal about it. Um, Max Scherzer, who I think's on, like, one of the main boards, went out and said, like, it was a joke. And they don't even want to, like, retable it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is right. Um, I think once it gets closer to, I think it's like a, was it a July yeah, 4th of July is yeah. when they're hoping to start by. I think when it gets closer to that, the owners obviously are going to make better offers by then. Yeah, hopefully this was just them being stupid and trying to like, you know what I mean? Like when you're in fantasy baseball and you throw out like in a crazy trade that you know probably won't be accepted. But just in Angleton case. Angleton Simmons for Cody Ballinger. <laughs> but just in case, you know, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's and you it's look a bad, at, It's a bad look for the game. And you look at how much these guys buy these teams for. Like they buy them for nothing, dude. You know what I mean? Just like back in freaking 2005, they bought the Rays for $130 million. I'm sure they're worth a billion dollars now. Maybe not a billion. They're a small market team. But like some of these guys who have bought teams before 2000, you know, this guy bought the Pirates for $92 million. They're They're easily, you know, worth well more than that. You know, the owner of the White Sox who owns the Bulls, he bought the White Sox for $20 million back in the 80s. And they're worth a billion dollars, you know. Phillies were bought for $30 billion. Now they're worth a billion for sure. Definitely the Phillies. Like, yeah. And the craziest thing, too, is this would all be solved if they are willing to show their books. <laughs> but the owners are hiding how much money they're making and losing. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, and the players have said, like, if they show this and show that, hey, we're going to lose this much money, the players will be willing to take way less. But the fact of the matter is they all know the owners are lying. They all know they're still trying to make yeah. as much money as possible. Yeah, they're trying to freaking they're trying to freaking deep in their pockets so they can go freaking put it on wall street right now and capitalize on the government bailing out the fucking corporations just so the stock market can look good yeah and because that matters that's helping americans they're fucking turning around and you know displaying oh look at how much money the players are making and not willing to fucking do this while not saying yeah we're we're still gonna make uh you know 150 million dollars at this rate like yeah (laughs) they you know oh he won't take a you know couple million dollar pay cut Little do they know they're fucking still making a billion dollars on the year. Like, it's crazy, dude. Uh, I'm trying to see what 
So they have how much teams are worth, but they don't have like their revenue. Um, and that's what it they, Oh no, their revenue. Okay. So the Yankees in I don't know what year this is. We'll just say 2019, I guess. I don't know. 2008, maybe 2018. It says 2020 rankings. Uh revenue 683 million. But then it says operating income 35 million. Does that mean that's just what goes to the owners? Maybe. Um, and I'm sure these are estimates. Yes, yeah, on Forbes, Dodgers made over 500 million. Like the 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 worst revenue team in the league, Marlins still makes over 200 million a year. They actually had a loss of operating income. Sucks for them. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. 96 million. The Dodgers had 96 million operating income. I'm assuming that's what the team, you know, profited. But, like, what does that mean for profit? Does that mean that's what the owners profited? Even so, you know, you could, like, oh, the owners are only making $96 million a year. Like, no, the owner is making $100 million a year off this team, which he probably isn't involved in at all. Yeah, he just shows up, does press things. I mean, maybe a meeting every couple weeks. I mean, the Dodgers, you know, they have, like, an ownership group. It's multiple people. But still, you know, the freaking... You hire a general manager and you let him do his job. You check in on him. The Astros... 99 million operating income last year. You know, so Jim Crane, if that if I'm interpreting this correctly, Jim Crane just pocketed 100 million dollars last year. And that's on top of, you know, you know he has all these other investments and all these other things that he's got going on. And he owns part of the, you know, fucking national television thing where he's making money off that too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's making plenty of money off of baseball related things. No fucking problem. Artie Marino 61 million crazy 377 total revenue 61 net income operating income i don't know if i'm interpreting that correctly but it sounds correct in my eyes yeah (laughs) and they they aren't willing to show how much money they'll make so i think you're probably right but they don't know how much they will make with the quarantine and no fans but who cares if i'm a billionaire owner like darn i'm not gonna make money on this sports team that i bought as a fucking hobby yeah that's the funny part like oh yeah most owners are like, I got a lot of money rolling, lying around. Let me go buy a sports team. And, oh, cool, they're going to make me a shit ton of money. Cool, but I just like baseball, so I'm going to buy a baseball team. Darn, I have to pay an extra $15 million this year. $15 million out of my $2.7 billion. They're businessmen, though. That's fucking crazy. It's crazy talk, Jay. <laughs> I just fucking been, do that. I have to lose $20 million, but I know next year I'm going to make $100 million back. <laughs> the craziest thing to me is I agree that there probably are owners against this. Yeah. But none of them have been vocal. Yeah. On any sports, like uh, radio shows, any articles, any interviews, any social media thing. There might be like a, you know, like a clicky, you know, because they can vote like owners to sell the teams and shit. So if there's not a big number of guys that are against it or ownership groups that are against it, there might be like a, hey, like 20 owners, you know, who voted yes might be looking at like the 10 or whatever like the five whatever it is like hey you say something you know we don't stand together like we're gonna fuck make your life miserable yeah and rob manfred's just the worst commissioner that baseball's ever had i swear and i feel like we say that about every commissioner but he's bad he's just very bad getting rid of minor league baseball i minor league baseball is probably gonna cease to exist which sucks insane it's especially for the sport of baseball it's one thing in the nba where 19 year olds starting yeah <laughs> baseball isn't like that dude you have nobodies who develop into fucking all-stars. Yeah. You have kids who no one even knows their name when they're 23 and all of a sudden they're all-stars at 27. Yeah. 
and you're just going to completely get rid of that and just hope shit works out. It's so much talent is going to be lost because of this. And not only that, like minor league teams for some like areas, it's kind of all they got. Yeah. <laughs> well, and all the jobs created by that too. I mean, I guess that hits a little closer to home because I've been, you know, working for a minor league team and everything like there's employees in that front office that are going to lose jobs. You know, it's not Absolutely. even their fault because the teams don't own the minor league teams. You know, I think there's two teams that own a minor league affiliate. I think the Dodgers own the AAA Dodgers and I think the Yankees own their AAA team, but every other is like independently owned. That's mm-hmm. why MLB can be like, okay, we're not using you anymore. We're going to just shrink or whatever. So you figure you're screwing all those employees out, you know, yep. those 30 front office employees and a hundred game day staff who use that as a summer job. And, the guys like my, you know, the clubhouse managers who are trying to work their way up at the same time. And, you know, they're still making a living for their family. Like all because, you know, you have to pay minor leaguers like $500,000 a year and you have to pay for their plane tickets when they have to go from double A to single A. It's literally nothing, dude, especially when you look at those no name players who come up and make you a fuck ton of money for your major league team. It's literally nothing. One all star can come up and make you as much money as you're paying the entire minor leagues. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know why. See, that's the thing. I don't know what the contraction, like, what their reasoning even is. Like, how can you be so... Is it because they're they're asking for more money? Is that why? Because you play, you pay your guys freaking $2,000 a month for five months and don't pay them in the offseason? Yeah. I- Those guys don't make anything, dude. And, yes, they do get, you know, food taken care of and... They usually get hooked up with like you know renting or whatever, but it, it's it's fucked. Dude. They're on the road. They're traveling. They have to be in peak physical fucking shape. Yeah, and I and know they, they make dirt. And I know it's like, oh well, that's part of the process. You know, they're no, they know they're going to be millionaires. It's like not all of them no, know that. No, and they don't. Still, you should still make a living wage. I'm I'm not saying minor leaguers should make a shit ton of money, but they should probably make like 50k a year at least, or you a know, comfortable medium. Even if they're only working half the year, pay them like 40K, 30K, you know, and then they could do stuff in the off season. But no, you're going to pay them like $10,000. Yeah, literally nothing. (laughs) It's insane how little they get paid. And then, yeah, if you get lucky and you get called up, shit, you're going to make a bunch of money. But you could be in the fucking minor leagues your entire life making nothing, just trying. Yeah. And just, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy too, you know, because working with the Quakes, I remember Casey telling me because we were talking about, he's like, yeah, you probably, with everything you're doing, you probably make more money than like all of these guys. Like, shit. I mean, obviously, if you're a first-rounder, you have, like, a $3 million signing bonus that makes you survive, you know, but... There's a lot of guys who aren't first-rounders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think after, like, the fifth round, the signing bonus drops significantly. So... Because I know if you're, like, a second-rounder, it's, like, 800 and like, yeah, obviously, that can make you last through the minors. Like, whatever. But I don't know. <laughs> no. And that's, you know, that's not counting dues, too. That's another thing people don't realize. They pay, so... Minor league payers, you know, get paid however much, and then they have to pay dues at the same time. So minor leagues, at least with the Quakes, it was only $5 a day. But, you know, that, that adds up. You know, that's like yeah. 100 bucks a month, whatever it is, 150 bucks a month. Especially when you're not making a whole lot. Yeah. You're only making, you know, 1000 bucks a month, and you're getting, you have to give 150 of that back to the team so they could feed you. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and that's not counting, like, tips and shit. Because, you know, they tip Casey or whatever the case may be. Shit just pisses me off, dude. Shit gets me mad. <laughs> I just want sports back. These fucking owners are too cheap. Baseball. We'll probably get some football because I think I think there's enough time and enough groundwork for football to resume, even if it's without fans. 
I think the the plan is no fans, and I'm completely fine with that. Just give me some fucking sports to watch. What if they do um, something to root for and get really sad? I would like, you know, depending on where things are heading, if they head in the right direction. What if they do like a like a capacity fan, limited, you know, like season ticket holders, you know, raffle, whatever it is, twenty five percent. You know what I mean, and just space people out. Like, I don't know how that would. I don't know if it at some point would it be better just to have empty stands rather than. You know what I mean? Have ten thousand people there, five thousand people look there. Like Charger games. No, our stands are filled with other opposing fans. Okay, <laughs> they were full just of opposing fans. Okay, they were full. I looked at the, <laughs> I looked at the, the standings from last season. We had like a hundred and two percent capacity, like average. It's just they were all opposing teams' fans. I don't remember which one of the Chargers played it or said it, but he got interviewed and they're like, "What do you think of playing Melvin with Gordon. no fans?" He said, "Bro, we're already playing with no fans." <laughs> It was Melvin Gordon. He left the Chargers. I was fucking dying. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> it is, but I love that they acknowledged it. No, I'm hoping for NFL. Um, It'll happen. No fans. I'm I'm doubtful about MLB, but I'm like I feel 100 percent locked in certain that football will happen. And uh, for as much shit as the NFL commissioner gets, he's handling this so much better than yeah. baseball. Yeah. And they're actually making plans and setting things up and finding ways to get shit done. Yeah. Um, so you know, pr- credit where credit's well, due. There, there is that rumor that they knew about COVID for the Super Bowl and just kind of ignored it. There is that, which I 100% <laughs> believe. <laughs> yeah. It's the fucking Super Bowl. There's no Roger way. I was that... looking at it like, hey, our season's over. Like, let's just get through this and let everyone else figure it out. Like, yeah, we might get some shit. Whatever. <laughs> We're going to make billion fucking dollars in one day. Yeah. <laughs> No, I absolutely believe that. But why? Okay, so I have a question for you before we get into these over unders. Why is Roger Goodell hated? I've never understood that. I don't know. I don't. I think he just does does stupid stuff. Like I, I don't pay attention enough to know why he's hated. I just know general fans do not like him. I don't know why though. Is it like CTE stuff? Is it great question? The Patriots. I don't pay enough attention to know. We could this Bleacher Report article from 2011. Ten reasons he will be viewed as the worst commissioner in history. Give me him. Ten hasn't changed blackout rules. Okay, I mean, let, let's compare to baseball. <laughs> baseball can't do shit. You can't see baseball anywhere. Yeah, except for basically at the stadium. Nine hasn't really bettered the experience at all. Okay, I, I don't. I, it's football. Eight shadows of commissioners past. Stupid name reason. Seven no fun league. Okay, so it's talking about them getting rid of the celebrations, which they have since brought back. Number six fines. I mean, depending on for what, probably shouldn't hit people in the head with helmets. Um, Maybe it's the whole like marijuana thing. Yeah, which I think they actually. They, they lo- think yeah, they changed that. Well, this was written in 2011. Ty. Okay. Uh, five relationship with players. I don't I don't know if he's intimate with any, but you know, you be you. Four Iron Fist. That's a Marvel show. Was not good. <laughs> don't recommend. He's a dictator. Three questionable decisions. Sure. The best example I can think of is when Brett Favre was the Brett Favre sexting scandal. When Jen Sturger's camp came out and said they wouldn't sue Favre if the NFL suspended him. I, for one, thought that Goodell would do one of the league's greatest players a favor by doing just that. Instead, Goodell just slapped him with a fine, and the situation is now ongoing. Can you suspend a player for sending a dick pic? I'm, I mean, 
Unless it's in the rules. <laughs> Two consenting adults may send pictures of their genitalia. I, well, I think that was the problem. I think it wasn't consensual. Ooh. Well, then it's dicey. <laughs> Number two, the high road. Um, the way Goodell has carried on, like he's the good guy. In fact, he's just as guilty as anybody for the way things have developed. is pretty ridiculous. So maybe CTE and stuff, but the league's been very proactive with that. Oh, number one, the lockout. This is 2011. Whatever. CTE and stuff, the league's been proactive. A couple of those things they've since changed. Yeah. Um, the high road feeling like he's better than everyone. They did a special commercial ad just so he could get booed this year at the NFL draft. Yeah. <laughs> with Bud Light. Um, I think he's a weirdo, but <laughs> and for the most part, it seems like he's kind of kind of doing good shit. Changing. This is an article about why they boo him at the NFL draft. That feels like it's just tradition type thing. So why do we boo he has a silver spoon quality as the son of a politician and a lifelong NFL employee. He's the suitiest of suits. He essentially made a million dollars in salary per franchise in 2015, and that was actually a pay cut from his salary before. He's an easy target for any issue you have with the league. He's an architect for all the league's stuffiness, and I don't know that word. Um, that made rules from the NFL, the no-fun league, to on-field scandals such as Spygate, Deflategate, and Bountygate. You got issues with ticket prices, personal conduct, suspensions, drug offenses, your team moving, or your team fleecing your city for a new stadium. Exercise that demon right before he announces the pick. They spell exercise wrong. I should email SB Nation, let them know they spell exercise wrong. I think the one bad thing he's done is uh, is allow the refs to not call the pass interference for the Saints <laughs> in the playoffs. Did you see they, uh, re- they're not doing that anymore, the, the review? Really? Yeah. It's just a one-year thing. Yeah. It it's was awesome. such a disaster. They're just not allowing the pass interference it review. It was a shit show. Yeah, they voted on new rules. Most of the rules I didn't really understand. One of them was going to be that onside, you know, fourth and 15. Yeah. It uh, didn't pass, so it's not happening. Go, going back to baseball real quick, the only good thing coming out of it, universal DH. It's almost completely, like, seems like it's absolutely For this year, happen. yeah. We'll For this year, and they're going to be like, hey, more hitters is more fun. Probably. I like the National League style of play, though. Nah, but fuck that. But it yeah. takes a bigger brain to manage the squad. Yeah, but it takes a smaller brain to enjoy home runs. And I got a small brain. <laughs> okay. You said it, not me. Well, let's <laughs> let's put your small brain to the test, Ty. Oh, let's fucking do it. I'm going to open another doc so that way I can keep notes as I go along with this. So we'll go through all 30, and then as I go along, I'll probably just quietly bold the ones that are locks, and at the end, we'll just give our 10 locks. Yeah, I'm Sound cool good? with that. Okay. Starting off, we're using the Action Network. Starting off, we have the Arizona Cardinals right now, Ty. Over, under, seven. All right. I can give you a rundown about what the Cardinals done this offseason. Cardinals still got a young quarterback. Young, exciting quarterback. They got a pretty bad offensive line, to the best of my knowledge. Yes, I believe they do. Who'd they add? Well, they got... They got the second best wide receiver in the league. So they added... um, DeAndre Hopkins, they added, they got Isaiah Simmons in the draft, the eighth overall pick, seventh overall pick, like one of the, he's one of those prospects. I would have been okay if the Chargers drafted him. He's one of those prospects you know are just going to be good. He literally played everywhere for Clemson. He's going to play everywhere for the league. He played outside linebacker, inside linebacker, safety, slot corner. Like you can literally put him anywhere. He's Derwin James 2.0. He's going to be good. He's going to be defensive rookie of the year, 100%, no doubt in my mind. Or Chase Young. Probably Chase Young, but I was gonna say there's number two overall <laughs> pick, but um so and then they already had Chandler Jones, who's like quietly like 
one of the best defensive players in the league that just doesn't get noticed, I feel like. Okay. Um, I know they got – I think they have a good secondary. But, again, it's that young quarterback, um, you know, and the young coach. How are they going to do? Over under seven. Now, I'm thinking division here. They play with the Seahawks, the Rams – and who's the fourth team? The 49ers. Yes. So they play them. They also play the, let's see, Ty, what other divisions they play? Oh, not the St. Louis Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> so they also play, is this 2020? They play the NFC North, the Redskins, the Lions. Oh, no, it's just those two teams. Okay, so they also, no, they also play the NFC East. So they play the Giants. The Eagles, the um, Cowboys, and what's the other East team? And the Redskins. So they play the East, and then they also play the AFC East. So they play the Patriots, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets. And then their two extra games are the Lions and the Panthers on top of their division. So they play the AFC and NFC East. I'm going to take the under. I think they're one year away. They were my one year away team when we did, uh, you know, we did that a few weeks ago. I kind of feel like a push here. I feel like uh, it is. I do will say this is a very accurate line. I feel like they're probably the best last place team in the league next year. I would, I I will say that definitively. I think they're the best last place team in the division of the year. I think seven and nine is definitely where they would be. Maybe they go six and ten just based on that tough schedule, tough division. So yeah, I would also take the under. Okay, I like it. Um, moving on to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm just gonna write every pick that way. I know. Okay, sitting at seven and a half. Oh, this one's easy for me, Ty. This one's really easy for me. It's an under. Um, you figure they play the in the NFC South, which it's it's tough. You're playing the Saints twice a year. You're playing the Buccaneers twice a year. Every single time I look at the Buccaneers roster, I like it more. I, I <laughs> now that is where me and you disagree, but I agree on the under <laughs> about the Buccaneers. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, we'll talk about them when we get to them. Okay. Um, I definitely agree. The difficulty of the division. Aging star wide receiver. Well, they also play the AFC West, which you got KC, tough-ass game. You know, they're probably going to lose that. Broncos, I think, you know, are a team that they could probably – they're going to lose to either the Broncos or the Chargers. They're going to lose at least one of those, you know. Good chance both. Maybe – yeah, maybe even the Raiders, you know. So, whatever. Out of those three, they could lose two. They're definitely going to lose at least one. They also play the NFC North, so they have to play the Packers, the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings. Um, Packers and Vikings both on the road. So those are two tough games. They're going to go one and one at best in those. Um, they have to play Dallas in Dallas. That's a tough game. Yep. Um, no, yeah, no, it was very easy. And they got the Seahawks at home. Seahawks still a good team. Yeah, exactly. So easy under. This is uh, the Falcons are so you never bet on them. They're my team. I'm never going to bet on the rest of my life. Um, I just can't imagine a world where they're eight and eight or better. I don't. I don't disagree. But. I don't know. They surprise me every fucking year. So, moving on, Baltimore Ravens. We're sitting at a very, very strong eleven and a half. Now, uh, that is tied for the highest. Yeah, which should be. They're a good fucking team. Oh, I thought you had like. <laughs> I thought you had more I, to say. They're a great team. I have nothing else to say. They're a good team. So they obviously play the AFC North. They also play the AFC South. So the Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans. Those are 
you know, some tough games besides the Jaguars, but the rest of the AFC South is pretty talented, I think. At least they're all going to be around. You look you at the Texans that just lost a lot of weapons, though. Yeah, but I really like Deshaun Watson. I do, too, but I don't think his owner likes him. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the Texans when we get there. <laughs> um, and then they also play the NFC East, so the Cowboys, Redskins, Giants, and Eagles. Look, their division's going to be tough this year. Big Ben coming back. It's, you know... AFC North, another division that's going to be you know solid. Yeah, you, know, you got Big Ben coming back. Baker taking the next step. Maybe new coach. Um, number one overall pick. Number overall. <laughs> number number one <laughs> overall pick, Joe Burrow. You know their offensive line is terrible. Trust me, I know. I played as the Bengals in a franchise season mode. Ooh, led the league and getting times getting sacked. <laughs> sacked seventy times, Tyler. <laughs> that's disgusting. That's a disgusting number. Um, and that's on Madden, where you're obviously not playing full <laughs> games. Um, 11 and a half is a lot. You know, I look at their division. I think they're probably going to sweep the Bengals. At worst, they're going to go 2-2 two and two against the Browns and Steelers. At worst. So that's two losses. You figure for the under, we have to get to five losses. So that's two losses. And then you got the AFC South. Maybe there's one loss in there. Maybe two. I mean, Tennessee played them great in the playoffs, but that's a revenge game. So jot this down right now, Tyler. Tell me to put all my money on the Ravens winning that Week 11 game, no matter what the situation is. Revenge game. Okay. Um, Mental note. I'll completely remember. <laughs> I fucking highly doubt that. <laughs> um, do they do play the Chiefs. The Chiefs is one of their wild card games. I didn't realize that because they have the two extra. They There are two extra games, the Chiefs and the Patriots. So the Patriots is a win. The Chiefs, that might be a loss. That's three. You know, it, they could win, but. I'm going the over, Ty. I, I think they win 11. I, I don't know about the that's Bengals. Possible. There's Joe Burrow. Um, I think Big Ben is going to make that Steelers team a lot better. Yeah. I think the Browns are going to be a lot better. I think they're going to be beat up from close games in division. Okay. Plus the Chiefs. Um, I think they're good. I think they win their division. I think their division's a lot harder this year. That's fair. I don't like it. It's definitely a soft under. Um, but if I had to choose, I'm going under. That's fair. I watch some people predict these like sports, you know, talking heads, and they're like, well, it's really hard to get to 12 wins in the NFL. Like, it's really hard. It's like, well, every year we have like five teams get to 12 wins, it seems like. So is it really that hard? Like, statistically, we probably should pick at least three or four teams to, you know, win at least 12 games. So, or, but I yeah. can see them going 11 and five, especially two, because. They're in that situation where last year was their first year doing this whole Lamar built offense. Team's got a year of tape on it, you know, especially with that Titans game. Like, that's going to give tape for everyone. Every coach is going to play them similar to that. And, yeah, they could adjust, but you kind of know what you're going to get with Lamar and the rest of that offense, which is still electric. But it's a lot better when you make a splashy entrance than to keep it up consistently. Yeah, I don't know. They kicked the shit out of everyone last year, though, so. I got they, the over. They were great last year, but there's a lot more tape and a lot longer offseason to study, it feels like. That's true. Um, Buffalo Bills tie. Sitting at an even nine. Over, under nine. So the Bills, I know they do play. You got the Jets. Got the Tom Brady-less Patriots. So they got their division. Who the fuck else is in their division? The Dolphins. They also <laughs> the Dolphins. play. They play the AFC West. So they play the Chiefs, Chargers, uh, Broncos. Uh, Raiders. Okay. And they also play the NFC West. So Niners, Rams, Seahawks, um, Cardinals. 
And then their two extra games are the Titans and the Steelers. I mean, look, the Bills are the, definitely the favorites, I would say, to win the AFC East. I would think so. But that's a tough schedule, dude. I mean, the NFC West, those are four solid teams. You know, they could easily go 2-2 two and two in that against the NFC West. The AFC West, you know, I think they go 2-2 two and two against AFC West as well. Either division, they could go 1-3. and three. Um, But even 2-2 two and two for both of those, you're sitting at 4-4. Four and four. The key thing is their division. Um, Very much so. Will they play the divi- – how tough – you know, they, they would – you know, so let's say four and four against those two extra divisions, and then they also split the Titans Steelers, so five and five. So that leaves six games. This is just my projections. You don't have to go off what I'm saying. Five no. and five, six division games. Can they go three? They would have to go four. No, to go over, they would have to go five and one in those six division games to get over. In my estimations, I don't know if they do that. The problem is, I don't think they go under nine. I'm right there with you. I think this is a they have a terrible division. I think they could I think they could win 5, but it's pushing it. Um I think they'll have hard-fought games on the road. They play the Chargers, right? Yeah. I think they could Well, win. that's in Buffalo, but yeah. I think they could win that game. Yeah. Um the Steelers is another good game, I think, where they both have good rosters. Yeah. Um I think they probably are a 9 and 7 team. But I've been very pessimistic, so I'm going to take the over because I have three unders. I think they find a way to speak. Look, I I think I don't. Is this allowed? Can I put no? Can I pick no, you push? push? No, not allowed. We're choosing over unders, not over under pushes. Tyler, there's no the bear. The Bills are going to win nine games next year. Okay, and then it negates. And, I mean, nothing happens for us. But we're not betting a push. That's so lame. I mean, honestly, it's harder for that to hit. Exactly. That's why I'm telling you. Like, but am no. I allowed to do that? No. I will not allow. If that was allowed in Vegas with like way better odds, I would totally throw twenty bucks on a Bills push. That they're gonna go nine and seven this year. One hundred percent. But if I had to pick what's more likely, I don't see them winning ten games. It's just something about Buffalo. They don't win ten games in Buffalo. Probably it's don't. cold. It is real chilly. Uh Josh Allen is got great, a rocket arm. But you know they just they Buffalo Bills don't win ten games. The day that the Buffalo Bills win ten games, which is funny because I think they won ten games last year. <laughs> um, the day they win ten games is the day that you know I get put through a table, Ty. Just like the Bills fans do, Ty. If the Bills win ten games, can you put me through a table? They won ten no. games last year. Never mind. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, that changes everything because that changes my whole narrative that the Bills can't win ten games that they're physically just coming incapable. off a ten win season. I'm going to take the under just because I think it's more likely that they go eight and eight than it is that they go ten and seven, ten and six. All right. I do think they'll be very similar to last year, but they're going nine and seven. They're going nine and seven, one hundred percent. Carolina Panthers were sitting at five and a half. Just made the signing of Eli Apple today. Oh, cool. Um, Saints players were roasting the fuck out of him. Why? I I don't know. It was hilarious. They're just making jokes. How are they going to turn on their boy that quickly? <laughs> Real quick. And it was fucking funny. And uh, the one of them was, you know, the Skip Bayless thing where he's like, it's my turn. I said it's my turn. Uh-huh. And, like, he's yelling at uh, fucking Shannon or whatever. Yeah. It's all Emmanuel Sanders and Mike Thomas seeing who's going up on Eli. <laughs> one of the players put that? I don't know who did oh. it. I was fucking dying, dude. 
Um, but yeah, five and a half. Got Teddy B at quarterback. So they obviously play the NFC South. They also play the AFC West. They also play the NFC North. Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. And then their two extra games are their last place games. So they are the Redskins and excuse me, and the Cardinals. Um, five and a half. Every year we have a few teams that are, you know, five and 11 or worse. We had a lot this year, actually. They beat the Redskins for sure. Even though oh, that's a Ron Rivera revenge game, though. I don't know I that. I hate it. That changes it. <laughs> that does change it. I might bet the Redskins that week. And it's in, in uh, Washington, D.C. Um, <laughs> I'll tell I'm going to take the under. I'll, I'm taking the under, too. I think our division is a bold prediction christian mccaffrey injured within the first four weeks of the season and it's tank mode the rest of the year yeah i think the thing is that teddy b is a very competent good quarterback i don't think he's a huge improvement from what they had last year yeah Uh, i think christian mccaffrey just had one of the biggest workloads of any player in the nfl this year and running backs always get injured after they sign big contracts always it's like a given oh yeah um christian mccaffrey great talent Terrible team. I think they have a sneaky, decent defense, I thought. Uh, I don't know a lot about the Panthers. I'll be honest. I don't know a lot about the Panthers. I'm taking the under. I know that. I'm going to take the under, too, but I feel like it's a soft under for me. I feel like it's 5-11. and 11. Um, Matt Rule, they got a new coach in there. But, yeah, new coach. McCaffrey coming off a huge workload. New quarterback. Yeah, under 5.5 for sure. Like I said, McCaffrey's going to get hurt, hurt in the first four weeks. Yeah. Jason Reed guarantee. I hate guaranteeing that, but I just did. <laughs> the Chicago Bears over under eight, Tyler. They want me to bet another push because I feel like when I look at the Bears, I just think eight and eight. So they obviously have NFC North. Yeah. Vikings, Packers, that other team. Lions. I can only think of three. We've done every division. And I've named three teams for every division. Lions. Yeah, I know, but I'm just my brain is stuck at three. They also play the – this is the 2019 schedule. I need the 2020 schedule. Why do they not have a picture of the Bears 2020 schedule when I look at Bears 2020 schedule? That's a real good question. Okay, here's their, just their opponents. They also have the AFC South, Texans, Colts, Jaguars, Titans, and they have the NFC South. They have the two South teams. Okay. So Saints – Saints, Buccaneers, whatever, whatever. I'm losing my train of thought here, Ty. <laughs> so uh, here's my thought process, Jay. Panthers, Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> the divisions they're going up against. Oh, and their extra teams, I should add, are the Rams and the Giants. Okay. Okay. <laughs> divisions they're going up against, the two South divisions. I don't like the AFC South. I just took the under for two of the NFC South teams. Okay. They just uh, basically gave up on Mitch Trubisky after this year. Yeah. He's going to have a great season. <laughs> he is going to be a very competable quarterback. I don't know if that's okay. a word. I'm taking, I'm taking the over. I think the Bears, I think Mitch Trubisky has his best season to date. <laughs> I think they have an easy enough schedule, and I think their defense is still good. I think they're, uh, you know, 9-7. and seven. I don't think they put the fucking league on fire, but I think they could easily be a 9-7 and seven team. I think the Packers are going to be worse. Yep, I agree with that. But I still, I, I'm only comfortable saying one and one in those games, just because 
Bears Packers, I feel like always goes one and one. I don't have stats to back that up. I like I kinda like the Lions. I don't, so um I think the Jag- Vikings are gonna beat the Jaguars. They're gonna beat the Panthers. They're probably gonna beat the Giants. That's three wins. Texans, that's like a fifty fifty game. I don't think they get to nine. But I don't think they I'm gonna take the under. I would take a push if I could. Not allowing it. But um yeah, I think it's more likely they win seven games than it is they win nine games. Okay. Cincinnati Bengals sitting at five and a half. Jason, I got two words for you, and it's Joe Burrow. I'm hitting the over. <laughs> I, I don't care Joe about Burrow. their roster. I don't care about anything else. He's an electric quarterback uh, on a garbage team. I do love I hope Joe they Burrow. Win six. Uh, my this word- is a complete. I just hope. We don't have to talk about the Bengals too much, but it does worry me about Joe Burrow because he came off of an LSU team that literally set the record for like mo- like I think every offensive player got drafted or no because I know uh, Thaddeus Moss in it, but they had the record of like most players drafted or whatever. Nope. Um, I love Joe Burrow. Um, I'm not sold on their coach Zach Taylor. He got hired because he was you know within in the same room as Sean McVay at one point. Um, <laughs> Look, they play the Chargers to open the season. That's going to be a tough loss. Joe Burrow is going to be getting sacked all day, every day. Um, they also play the AFC South, it looks like. Yep, AFC South. AFC East, no, NFC East. I got to take the under. I think they're better. Um, but they were just so bad last year. Well, they're, they're very bad. And I just, I, I, I don't know. I love Joe no. Burrow. But it worries me. Was it the Bengals or the Dolphins who lost every game by like a touchdown? I don't know. One of the teams they were like they were terrible. The Chargers. But they were yeah, you guys. They were in like every game. I want to say it was the Bengals. I want to say they have a good enough roster to put them over. I, I don't know. He will have AJ Green back hopefully. Yep. But something about something something irks me about Joe Burrow going to the Bengals, and I don't like it. Well, they're going six games. I'm fine with it. Cleveland Browns sitting at eight and a half. So obviously, you know they got the they got to play the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Bengals twice a year. Um, they also play, like I just said, the NFC East and the AFC South. I think I said, mm-hmm. yeah, NFC East, AFC South. Um, two kind of easy divisions. I think I might have said diff- otherwise earlier. Their alternate games, extra games, are the Raiders at home and the uh, Jets at away. Two. That's two pretty good. Uh, you know, third place games. They're probably going two and zero against that. Um, I think they beat the Jaguars. They're going to beat at least two teams from the AFC South, at least. So there's four wins. NFC East. They're going to beat the Redskins and Giants for sure. So that's six wins. Can they get three in their division? And that's also, you know, and that's assuming they don't beat either the Eagles or the Cowboys. You know, pull off one of those games. Three in the division with two being the Bengals. Taking the over. I'm also taking the over. They should have been a lot better than they were. They have all the talent in the world. I I haven't given up on Baker yet. <laughs> Even though we give him shit. Plenty of shit, but I haven't given up on him yet. I like over eight and a half. Uh, I think the Bengals are better. I don't think they're great. Uh, I took the under for Baltimore. I don't think they beat Baltimore, but I couldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled an upset game. Yeah, I think they go nine and seven probably. Um, AFC North is going to be a, t- a good division, man. Uh, then we got the Dallas Cowboys over under nine and a half. Um, I hate the Cowboys just because 
they're obnoxious with how many fans they have yep um and their fans are obnoxious sorry any cowboys fans listening sorry mom um they play the nfc west tough division very tough division and then they also play the afc north another tough division um they're gonna beat the Bengals. we'll say they beat the cardinals to we'll the just say that oh the Bengals. never mind um their wild card games are extra games i should say are the vikings and the i'm not sure <laughs> what's their extra game the falcons the vikings and the falcons can they get to 10 wins ty I see. That's the thing. I really like the Cowboys. I think you know. Yeah, they don't know what's going on with quarterback, but Dak Prescott's going to be the quarterback. Come on, yeah, I, he is. Even if it's still up in the air, whatever. No, he's going to be the quarterback at least for this year. I really like their selection. They got C.D. Lamb. They still got Zeke. They did lose some big offensive line pieces. Um, I think their defense is better than it's given credit for. It was just like two years ago. Everyone was touting their insane young linebackers, and now we're going into this season. I hear a bunch of people saying how terrible their defense is. I know their secondary is not great. Um, it's going to be a lot of high-scoring games. So then I look I look at teams like I think they shit-pumped the Redskins. Yeah, um, just fucking Redskins. The Bengals, that's a third win. The Giants, I think they probably sweep the Giants too, so that's five wins right there. I, I just don't know if they get to ten. But are we going to have two straight years where the winner of the NFC East is 9-7? I'll tell you what, no, we're not, and I'm taking the under. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. I like that. <laughs> I'm taking the over, Ty. I'm taking the over. I don't even like Mike McCarthy, but I feel like if they just had a competent coach last year that wasn't Jason Garrett, they win 10 games. Jason Garrett is a bad coach, but I don't think Mike McCarthy is a good coach. I don't think he's great either. I think he won one Super Bowl and that carried him for 10 years. Um, but I don't know. I think he's better than Jason Garrett. <laughs> I, I will agree with that. <laughs> You're not wrong there. The Denver Broncos over under seven and a half tie. Listen, I'm depositing. I'm taking every dollar out of my bank account, Tyler, and I'm betting this over. Yeah, I think we were both pretty high on the Broncos. Look, I like Drew Locke. They surrounded him with weapons. They got Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, probably one of the best just running back duos in the league. He's got weapons in the receiving core on top of Cortland Sutton, who's like a young, great receiver who had over a thousand receiving yards last year. Their defense. Yeah, they have a defensive – okay, so their defense might not look great on paper, but they have two things going in their favor. One, they have a defensive-minded coach, Vic Vangio, who made the Bears' defense insane, and the, the the Broncos' defense overperformed last year. And they got a great home field advantage. You know, outside of fans, which is even a you know an added thing benefit this year because they just have the, the best natural home field advantage. That's elevation. You know, they, they play at 5,000, 6,000 elevation. You know, guys get winded, whatever the case may be. Um, Playing the Chargers. Another home game. Uh, <laughs> I really like the – I hate it because I hate the Broncos, but I really like the Broncos this year, Ty. I have no beef with the Broncos, so I'm perfectly fine taking the over. They're going to – I think they're a 10-win team, dude. No, I, I think they're really I think do. they're really good. I think they make a wild card. I think they're going to steal one against the Chiefs, probably in Denver. They're going to probably – they get uh, – here's another thing, too. They get – um. They get Brady early on, which is good for them. They get him in week three. You know, things aren't going to be perfect right away with the Bucks. You know, they're going to have to figure some things out. Um, and then we also, you know, the AFC West plays the, the AFC East. That's three pretty easy teams. Um, and then they get the Bills at home. 
the toughest game from that division they get at home. And they get the Saints at home. You know, granted, the Saints are the better team. But still, they're getting their toughest games. And they get the Bucks at home. They're getting their toughest games at home, dude. Oh, easy. This What? How did that happen? How did they get all their hardest games at home? Saints did. They opened the season against the Titans at home. And then the Steelers away. But they get the Bucks at home. They get the – well, Chiefs they get at home every time. The Saints at home. The Bills at home. And then on the road, they play the Panthers, the Falcons, the Jets, the Patriots, and the Steelers. This is easy, easy over. I 100% agree. Wow. Detroit Lions. I might bet like $1,000 on that. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> Detroit Lions sitting at six and a half. What the fuck did they do? What Did they add anyone? Uh, Matt Stafford coming back. Uh, they got Jeffrey. Uh, they traded Okuda. Uh, no, they got Okuda, but that was to replace Slay. Um, I don't really know much about the rest of their draft. They got a good running back. They got um, what's his name? Is, are they the ones that got Jonathan Taylor? I think so. He was the Wisconsin running back who was pretty solid. He's gonna be good. Got him in the second round. The thing about um, oh no, Jonathan Taylor went to the Colts. I don't know what I'm saying. They did get a running back though. I know that. Maybe it was okay. DeAndre Swift. Um, the thing about the Lions is I look at the NFC North, and I just feel like there could be some regression there. Yeah, it's DeAndre Swift. Um. You know, they got a last place schedule. Who else are they playing? Do you have their schedule up, Ty? No. So they got a last place schedule. So their two extra games are going to be against opposing last place teams, which are going to be NFC last place teams. So it's going to be the Cardinals and the Panthers, I believe. And then divisions, they play the AFC South. You know, that's an easy division. And the NFC South. Tough division, but I don't know shit about the ty- uh, the the Lions. I don't even know their name. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're six one team taking the under. Lions aren't good. Just the name, the Lions. It's lame. Tigers are obviously better. Four. So right now, just counting. I'm, I counted four games they should probably win. That's against the Jaguars, who I think are going to be the worst team in the league. Spoiler alert. The Redskins, the Panthers. That's only three. <laughs> <laughs> but can they win? Oh, six and a half under. Never mind. <laughs> what do you think it was? Five and a half. Oh yeah, no. I don't know. Something with Matt Stafford though. I feel like they could always be like a seven and nineteen. But he's he's the most above average quarterback you can possibly have he's not average he's he's decent but he's not elite the packers over under nine i think this is the perfect place to put that line i uh yeah i definitely could see them being nine and seven another push (laughs) um but we're not allowing pushes so they play the nfc south and the afc south the two souths now nfc south good competition yeah AFC South, maybe one or two. Yeah, they go three and one in that division, probably. And then their extra games are against the... This is 2019. Their extra games are against the Eagles. And the other first place team in the NFC, which would be the 49ers. Oh, they're going to get the shit kicked out of them in that game. Yes, they are. On the road, too. Uh, We didn't believe in the Green Bay Packers last year. 
No, we did not. <laughs> I don't believe in the Green Bay Packers this year. Under nine. <laughs> Tyler, why didn't we bet like all of our life savings on that NFC championship game? I don't know. I feel like every year we look back at the playoffs and there's one game where we like you can just you know, like in your heart of hearts, like the Packers are not going to the Super Bowl this year. Why didn't I bet like five hundred dollars on just the 49ers money line? That's the thing. It's like, oh, hindsight's twenty twenty. I feel like we knew that. <laughs> yeah. It's not even like that was like a well looking back. Like that, in the moment we were like, this team isn't good enough to be here. <laughs> I think it might have been a close game too, to be fair. But um I don't know, man. Yeah. Should have been the Saints. I agree. That's crazy. They were one game away from the freaking from the Super Bowl. And we're just such haters on them. Yeah, I got them winning eight games. I mean, they lost by 17. They got the shit kicked out of them. So you definitely should have hammered that. That's on you. So are you taking the over or the under? I'm taking the under. Eight and eight. I agree. And I got the Bears at seven and nine. And I got the, the Lions at about six and ten. Just under that six and a five. Six and a six. six. We got one to get to still, so. Maybe the division winners. Yeah. Houston Texans, seven and a half. But I do think the Packers probably go nine and seven, but eight and eight is my prediction. Okay. Houston, seven and a half. Yep. So their division's pretty weak. So they got that going for them. But I I really like the Colts. Um, we'll get to that later. Well, actually, no, the Titans are good. The Colts are good. It's them. <laughs> it's them and the Jaguars that are weak. Um, <laughs> So that's tough. They maybe go. They could go two and two in those games, you know, division games. But they might probably go one and three. They also have the. They have a first place schedule, so then they also get the Chiefs and the Ravens. They aren't winning those games. As much as I like Deshaun Watson, I really like Deshaun Watson. Ty. And then they got the AFC North. So. Okay, Fuck. so their extra game. No, their extra game is the Patriots and the Chiefs. Patriots they could probably beat. But then they got the AFC North, so they got the they got the AFC and the NFC North. What's it at? Uh, AFC and NFC North. The NFC North I'm whatever on. The AFC North is solid. And then they have to play the Patriots and the Chiefs. The Patriots aren't going to be good. Uh, I don't know. So they let's let's think this through. They go one and three. Let's just say one and three. Two and two at the best. Let's go best case scenario. They could go three and one. I'm just gonna say two and two. Okay. Most likely. Two and two against the Titans and the Colts. It's probably realistic best case scenario. And then we look at games that they're probably going to lose. That's probably going to be the Chiefs, Ravens, 2 and 4. I think they're going to lose to the Vikings, 2 and 5. You got toss-up games against like the Packers, the Bears. They're probably going to beat the Lions, 3 and 5. The Browns is a toss-up game. The Steelers. My thing with the Titans, I mean the Texans, I feel like a lot of them are toss-up games. Yeah. Which, you know what that makes me feel like? The under. No, it makes me feel like an 8-8 eight and eight team for the over. If it's a toss-up, they're just going to have 500 record. See, that's the thing. I really like Deshaun Watson. I think the roster around him is terrible. Yeah. I think the defense already wasn't good, and they just made the offense worse. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a tweet. It was like, can, if you could build any uh, – it was – if you could build your team around any quarterback in the league, not named Patrick Mahomes – who would it be? And I said Deshaun Watson. Wow. Over Lamar Jackson. I think Deshaun Watson just you could put him on any team. Lamar, you kinda have to build a team around him. Um Get but yeah. some some MVP hate here, Jay. I like Lamar. I just 
if, I agree. He has a system that works for him. He's and it's not been one year. Like Deshaun, yeah, it's only been two, three years. But I, I really like Deshaun Watson. I think he's got I that agree. mixture of scrambling. And so, is he enough though to get the team to eight and eight? I don't know, man. I think this might be a year where if things are going haywire. He's going to have like an ankle injury, and just rest up. You know what I mean? I, seven and nine just. I'm honestly, taking the under. I honestly feel like this division could be like last year's NFC East where there's a chance that the division winner has a losing record. Oh, well, we'll talk about that when we get there because. Well, they're next. The Indianapolis Colts, over, under, nine, over. They're just hammering that. Phillip Rivers is what this team needed, Ty. They were solid before Jacoby Brissett got hurt. They started like, what, five and two, and then they just lost like seven in a row. Um so they play their division. Two games against the Jaguars. Cakewalk. Easy. Two games against the Texans. Let's say one and one at worst. That's three wins. Two games against the Titans. Let's say one and one at worst. So at worst, they're probably going to win four games in their division. There's four. They also, their extra games are against the Raiders and the Jets. Two easy extra games. Boom, boom. I'm saying double win. Phillip Rivers, revenge game against the Raiders because he hates the Raiders because he's a Charger through and through. Yep. How many wins we got now? Six wins. Then they got the NFC North, Ty. Tough division. They're going to beat the Packers. Because fuck the Packers. They're overrated. Phillip Rivers always does good against Packers. Chargers kicked the shit out of the Packers last time they played them. Okay. They're seven wins. They're also going to beat the Bears. That's eight wins. You know why? Because I said so. Love it. Who else is in that division? The Vikings. And the Lions. They're going to beat the Lions. That's nine wins already. Then we go over to the AFC North, who, else, who they also play. Bengals, that's 10 wins. Toss-up game with the Browns, that's a win. 11. Steelers, we'll say they go 1-1 one one in those games. They're going 11-5. Colts are 11-5, bare minimum. I am very high on the Colts, Ty. And that might just be because I'm a Phillip Rivers fan. I think that's exactly why. Like I said, I think this, this division doesn't have any good teams. Taking under. Dude, I'm kind of a Colts fan this year, and I don't like it. It's disgusting. I got excited. Your team's about already that. lacking in fans. Why are you being fans of other team? Because I love Philip, dude. If Drew Brees left this year and went to like, who's a team that wouldn't isn't really like com- directly contending with you? I don't know. The Lions. Drew Brees went to the Lions. Wouldn't you root for him? Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking love Drew Brees. <laughs> exactly. Lions would make playoffs. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it real with you, Chief. We could be quick on this one. Under five. Yeah. I agree with you. They're going to be the worst team in the league. I love Minshew Mania, but come on. They're they're already committing to the tank. This is totally blow up year. Tankford Lawrence. Um, They're going three and 13 at best. 100% agree. Moving on. Kansas City Chiefs. That was quick. (laughs) I I have nothing else to say. I think they're going to be the worst team. I don't think they have a good team, and I think they want to lose. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, 11 and a half. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, who was hurt part of last year. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but last year I told you it was a tweet I saw. It wasn't my original idea. But it was the thing where, like, every year with Andy Reid, they went on, like, an eight-game winning streak or something plus, and they hadn't <laughs> gone on it yet. And to go on it, they would have had to win the Super Bowl, and they fucking won the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> that should have been a telling sign. Well, I was saying, I, I said all year, fucking hammer the Chiefs because everyone was forgetting about them. And I told you to, and you never did, and you would have made so much money. I know. Just I get cold feet, Ty. If I could just gamble but not pay until I lose, A, it would be very dangerous for me, but B, I would also probably make more money. 
I also like that you've been dipping your toes in just randomly gambling because now you'll listen to these. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, now I have a sports book. I don't have to pay till I lose, so it's going to be dangerous. <laughs> very dangerous. <laughs> I like their team. I like their quarterback. I like their coach. And uh, I like their division. I'm taking the over. So I think the Broncos probably steal a win in. Um, they're going to beat the Chargers both times. I see Charger fans that are like, oh, we'll take one against the Chiefs. It's like, dude, we've won one game against the Chiefs in the last, like, eight years. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. We're not beating the Chiefs with Tyrod Taylor. Sorry, Tyrod Taylor's dad. Sorry if you're listening. Um, Gotta watch out. They play the AFC East. Easy division. That's a cakewalk. NFC South is a little dicey. They do have to play the Bucks and the Saints on the road. Yep. But they're probably going to split that. Even if they lose both, that's two losses. We're still only up to, like three in my projections add an extra just like what the fuck just happened loss yeah there's no way they're going worse than they're a goddamn good team they but, got a good enough schedule uh, patrick mahomes has to get hurt to not win 12 games i'm taking the patrick over. mahomes got hurt and they won 12 games <laughs> well i mean like actually like hurt for probably like half the season like drew Brees. <laughs> okay i mean drew Brees got hurt and the, the saints won plenty well, the, the Chiefs don't have Teddy Bridgewater, okay? It's <laughs> true. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders. Jason, seven and a half. New stadium. New coach. Not really, but new stadium means new coach. Okay. <laughs> new set of fans. All the excitement. Still not a good team. So, like the Chiefs, they play the uh, AFC East. Easy, easy division. And the NFC South. That's going to be a tough division for them. Um... And then their extra games are against the Browns and the Colts. I I don't I don't think they get to eight. So based on how I feel about the rest of the division, I'm taking the under. I think they're like a six and ten team. I don't love them. I still don't think Derek Carr's a good quarterback. I think he's better than people give him credit for, but I don't think he's good. Um, Jason, just just for my little note sheet here, do you know if the the initials are LAV or just LV? I think it's LVR. Honestly, Raiders under yeah. I just I can't see them getting to eight wins. But hey, you never know. We're just gonna do LV. It looks better. <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers over <laughs> under eight. Again, can I bet a push? I agree, but you guys were the kings of being unlucky. Philip Rivers throwing interceptions. Yeah. I think uh, Tyrod Taylor will not throw those interceptions. Yeah. That's true. He won't throw them. He won't throw as many touchdowns, but he will not throw as many interceptions. Yeah. I think he's probably a little more mobile than Mr. Phil Rivers. And I uh, I don't hate the over because I think your team is very good. You were very unlucky. You had a very aging quarterback who just clearly was not up to league standard. Oh, fuck off, dude. <laughs> no, I, I do like the Chargers at nine. I, I like them at eight, but if I had to choose, I would choose nine. I ran through the schedule before. I said Bengals win, Chiefs loss, Cardinals win, Buccaneers loss, Saints loss, Jets win, so we're at three and three. Dolphins lost. That's a surprising one that people don't agree with. Chargers are notoriously bad in Miami. I think they've won like one of their last, and it was last year, and they were playing like shit until the second half. It's like one in their last like 10 in Miami or something. Something crazy. It's been a long time. That's when I said. San Diego beaches. 
You put them out in Florida, they get all weird. Well, it's traveling east, you know. It's a, it's, it's a lot of traveling. They play the Bucks and the Saints on the road, come all the way back to L.A. to play the Jets, and then go all the way back to Miami. Three and four. Jaguars, four and four. I think they split with the Raiders, so five and four. Broncos on the road, they lose that, five and five. Bills on the road, I think they lose that too, five and six, especially because they're traveling. Again, they're not good at traveling. An early morning East game, like, that's concerning. Patriots at home, like, six and six. We'll just say they win, you know, whatever. They toss up the Bills and the Patriots. Falcons at home, you know, that really could be the difference of the over-under. Let's just say they win seven and six, split with the Raiders seven and seven. So you're looking at seven and seven, and their last two games are Broncos at home and Chiefs on the road. They're going to lose to the Chiefs, so that's eight. Can they beat the Broncos at home? I think this is an 8-8 eight eight team, but I honestly, I hate being a Charger fan. I just don't think this is a winning team. I can't. <laughs> I think it's a winning roster, not a winning team. And it's 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 kind of fucked up for me to say because Tyrod Taylor is actually like, I don't think he's ever played on a losing team. Every team he's played on has had a winning record. Um, I don't know, man. I just can't see them winning nine games. I really can't. I'm high on the Broncos. <sighs> I mean, the difference is if they lose that Miami game. Yeah. I'm taking the under tie. All right. I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I'd rather be pessimistic and wrong than optimistic and wrong. Next up, Los Angeles Rams. Eight and a half. So they lost, obviously, Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks because they needed to free up money. Yep. They also lost some defensive pieces. They lost Dante Fowler. They lost a really good linebacker, Corey Littleton, um, went to the Raiders. And Jared Goff is – the jury's still out. I'm not as low on Jared Goff as a lot of people are, but I understand why people are low on him. They play the AFC – the NFC East. The AFC East. So two pretty easy divisions, but then they also have the tough NFC West. Yes. And then their extra games are against the – Bears and the Buccaneers. I'm high on the Bears. Buccaneers got Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh. Um, very hard division. Lost Brandon Cooks, which is a huge loss. Todd Gurley wasn't as productive as normal Todd Gurley. Still a loss. Yeah. So, uh, I'm taking the under. So, you know, they got two, two should-be locks against the AFC, the NFC East. And then let's say... Two should be locks against AFC East. So that's four should be locks in their division. The best case scenario I see is three and three. So that's seven wins. Best case. Absolute best. And I just, don't think they do that. And, you know, and that's just coming down to can they beat both the Buccaneers and the Bears? I think they could probably beat the Bears. I'm high on the Bears. I feel like we see the Rams and the Bears play all the time. I don't know if that always happens, but I feel like it does. At least it did last year. Yeah, I just they're eight and eight. That's an eight and eight team waiting to happen. Tie Rams under eight and a half. Yep. I think both LA teams finish eight and eight, except the Chargers line was at eight, so I had to go under. Thought you went over. I did go over. <laughs> yeah. Miami Dolphins over under six and a half tie. Um, I'll give my answer quick and then I can explain it. I'm gonna go with the over. Okay. I think they're second place in the East, and I think they go seven and nine. Okay. Um, do you think Tua starts? I think he should start. But even without Tua, you got Fitz Magic. So never count out Fitz Magic. Um, here's the deal. I'm counting out Fitz Magic. I think they're a six win 
I just I feel like they're really good coached. They won more games than they should have last year. And they Colin Cowherd said this, and I usually don't listen to anything Colin Cowherd says because it's kind of ridiculous. Yep. But he made a good point. It seems like teams who always finish good, like finish strongly the year before, and like they're not so great, kind of carry that into the next year. I think they split with the Pats at worst. They're going to win at least one game against the Pats. You know, the Jets, the worst case scenario, I think they get two wins against the the uh, Patriots and the Jets. The Bills, you know, it is a little stretch to say they split it, but even if they do, that's three. I already got them beating the Chargers. Um, that's four. I got them beating the Bengals. That's five. They're probably going to beat the Raiders. Six. They do have to play the NFC West, which is tough. I don't know. I think this is a 7-9 team, tie. I, I like the Dolphins. I like Tua. I love Tua. I wish Tua was a Charger. If Tua was a Charger, I would have picked the over. That's fair. Um, I like Tua. I don't think he starts the year. I think they lose some games early on. That may be too old to win. I uh, I also think the roster's a year away. Okay, fair enough. But six wins, six I mean, and ten. But they won five terrible. games last year. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think they got two wins better, especially because their division got worse. Their division did get worse. But they oh they did beat the Patriots last year, so that's you can't really like you know what I mean. Yeah. They always beat the Patriots for some reason. <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> I I think six wins is a good spot for them. Yeah, that's fair. I could see that. Minnesota Vikings sitting at eight and a half. Um, I think they win the division this year. Yeah, I agree. I think I have the pa- the Packers at nine and seven. I think the Vikings most likely is probably nine and seven, but they're gonna win the division either on a tiebreaker or just outright. But they're gonna win more than eight games. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. So obviously they play their division. They also play the just to quickly mention it. They also play the AFC South, which you're not too high on, and the NFC mm. South. I'm very high on. Um. Except for the other three teams. But the Lions, you know, they should go 2-0. and Split against, you know, the other two teams. So they should win probably four games in division. Um, probably going to beat the Texans. Probably going to beat the Falcons. So that's six. Um, probably going to beat the Panthers. That's seven. Going to beat the Jaguars for sure. That's eight. Um, and then just finding that extra win somewhere, it's going to happen. So, yeah, I'd say over. Nine and seven. I think we have two nine and seven AFC North teams. Yeah, I don't NFC that. NFC North. I should say, New England Patriots sitting at a nine. Yeah. Here's the thing, Jason. Bill Belichick is a great coach. Yeah. No Tom Brady, but he's a fantastic coach, and he's too smart to win this many games. Yeah. Yep. He's smart enough to lose games. Yep. And get a better draft. So I'm, I think the Patriots, kind of a comfortable under. I agree. Um, I, I'll tell you now, I'll spoil it now. I'm not making it a lock because I'm never going to bet against Bill Belichick. Just here's, here's the thing. I am making it a lock because I'm betting for Bill Belichick. <laughs> I just feel like he might be like, fuck you guys. I'm going to show you how good I am, but it's under for sure. I'm not locking it, but it's, it's under for sure. I don't, like I said, I think the dolphins are going to be second in the East with a seven and nine record. So obviously what does that tell you about Patriots? Yeah. I, I just, I'm betting on Bill Belichick being smart enough to say, Hey, I'm going to get another good franchise quarterback. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, man. Um, next up, New Orleans Saints. Ten and a half, Ty. So they play the AFC West. Going to beat the Chargers. AFC Gotta- West, but like the Ram, the Niners and uh, Seahawks are both at home. Well, that's the NFC I'm West. NFC. Shit. The other one's not home. I mean, you think they're going to go 16-0, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. 
Um, besides that Christmas Day game that's going to – on five yeah, days. Fuck them. Okay, dude. that is kind of fucked. You guys have five days rest after playing the Chiefs. <laughs> on Christmas Day on the team that fucking beat us in the playoffs. Two out of the last three years. At 12.32. On Christmas. <laughs> Drew Brees is a family man. I hate that game so much. I'm not looking forward to Christmas. <laughs> if they win, it'll be a great Christmas present. They won't. They so won't what you win. do is you just fucking bet a shit ton of money against the Saints. That way it's a win-win either way. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm going to bet a shit ton of money against the Saints. There you go. Just so I can watch you suffer. It'd just be a double win or a double <laughs> loss. Um. Yeah, I, I see them winning more than 11 games. 11 games or more. If they won fucking 13 games and Drew Brees missed nine... And, and they have Jameis now as the backup. Like, they're not going to lose. Yeah. And we got a number two wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Saints are going to win the Super Bowl this year, and I hate it. I love it. I need it. I need it in my veins. I didn't I didn't make this clear. That is a that is an over 10.5 for me. <laughs> I, think, I think you made it clear a few weeks ago when you said they were going to go undefeated. <laughs> New York Giants. Six is the line. Got Daniel Jones. You got Saquon. They play the AFC North and the NFC um, East, West. That's tough. That's tough. They're going to lose against Baltimore. So wins. Let's count wins. Fuck. (laughs) Dude, it might be week six before they win their first game. Obviously, they could, you know, surprise the Steelers, Bears, 49ers, Rams, Cowboys. It's definitely not off the table, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were 0-5 heading into week six against the Redskins. Look, looking at their roster, I only see two, three. I see three games where it's like, you know, like I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Zero locks. Yeah. Three games where I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Can they win four more of those to hit the over? I mean, they won four this year. I don't think they're that much better. I don't remember what they did with the draft. Yeah, I'm sure. They drafted um, uh, offensive linemen. Yeah, which is like the most boring thing ever. But I guess you do have to get Andrew, uh, Daniel Jones protection. I think maybe five, maybe six. I'm taking the under. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I think it's five and 11. I don't think they're even a six-win team, honestly. Who knows? They might surprise us, but I'm taking the under. And uh, Jason, New York Jets, you got... You got uh, Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. Who the fuck's their quarterback? Sam Darnold. You got Sam Darnold? You know, he's could be a breakout year for him. It is year three, but who knows? They play the AFC South. No, they don't. They play the NFC West and the AFC North. Two tough divisions. Very tough divisions. Um, oh, no, they play the AFC West. AFC West and AFC. What? AFC West, NFC West. Both West divisions. NFC West, very And hard. then their extra games are against the Browns and the Colts. This has been the easiest under. Yeah, I would say under two. Those are two hard divisions to go up against. Um, I don't like their odds against their own division. <laughs> and yeah. the other divisions are hard. And I think the Browns beat them. I'm going to take the under, but like I was high on the Jets last year, so maybe I was just a year away, so I'm not going to lock it. Philadelphia Eagles tie, nine and a half. Jason, I said we weren't going to have a nine-win team. Nine and 
team out of the NFC East. Uh huh. The Eagles have to be better, dude. Yeah. They have to be better. They won their division without anyone at wide receiver. Yeah. Anyone. Carson Wentz is an elite quarterback who's gotten injured and fucked with the roster full of injuries. They made a stupid draft pick. That's fine. <laughs> this team is a lot better than 9-7. and seven. Carson Wentz is a lot better quarterback than what showed last year. They do play the NFC West and the AFC North. I don't care. Two best divisions in football. They have to play. Carson Wentz is a much better quarterback than what his record showed. Than what the team looked like. Yeah. This is a roster just a few years removed from a Super Bowl. Yeah. It is. I think they got fucked with injuries. They did. And uh, they had net points 31. Yeah. Positive point differential last year. Yeah. I think they go 9-7 and seven again. I think they're a wild card team. I think they're in the playoffs. Um, Eagles are a playoff team. I just don't see them getting to double digits. So I got the under on that just because I think they go 9-7. and seven. Okay. Um, soft under, though. I like them. Pittsburgh Steelers, 9.5. Damn. Again, I can't see. I got the Browns going 9-7. and seven. I got the, the um, Ravens going above 10.5. I don't see the Steelers winning 10 games in that division. No. I like Big Ben. I know they got a solid defense. They got a great coach, um, Mike Tomlin. I, I just don't see it. I don't see how they win 10 games. They went 8-8 eight and eight without Big Ben. Um, the Ravens, however, are still going to be good. The Browns are going to be better. The Bengals are going to be better. They were a second-place team, so who do they have as the other games? So they play the... The AFC, the NFC East, okay, tough division, and the AFC South, two. which is a kind of easy division. Um, AFC South, and then their extra games are against the Bills. That's a tougher game, yep. Especially because it's in Buffalo, and the Broncos, who we're high on. Yeah, I'm under. Taking the under. I think they win nine games. I don't think they hit double digits. Yeah. 49ers, 10 and a half. Over. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, look, they got better. They didn't lose any significant pieces. And they are the team that is probably going to win the Super Bowl this year, even though I said it was the Saints. <laughs> um, no, nah, I, I don't think – I don't know what they're going to do. I still think it's the Saints in my heart of hearts, but – You good? Uh, <laughs> Dropping shit over there? They lost Emmanuel Sanders, I guess. But, look, I mean, they didn't – they got better, and I just don't see them – I don't even want to look through their schedule because it's over 10 and a half. They're a strong team. Jimmy G didn't have to do a whole lot, and I think if he is forced to do a whole lot, he's a good quarterback. Yeah. I think people don't give him enough credit for making that team a winning team. If you look at the record with and without him, basically the exact same roster. Yeah. Um, They're a good team. They're going to win a lot of games. I think yeah. 12 to 13 wins. Very well is coached, not, too. 12 to 13 wins is not out of the realm of possibility whatsoever. So we got the Seahawks. The Seahawks, they play the NFC East. I mean, we're pretty much just doing what we would have done for the other, for the 49ers. They play the NFC East and the AFC East. So, you know. Nine and a half is the line. Two relatively easy divisions. Their division's tough. They got the Niners, the Rams, the Cardinals. Uh, their extra games are against the Vikings, who we got winning the NFC North, yep. and the Falcons, who aren't great. 
last year. The Falcons really come in second in the NFC South last year. That's crazy. Wow. Didn't realize that. I mean, they're both seven and nine, Falcons and Bucks. Look, last year they won 11 games. Um, I still like the Seahawks. Russell Wilson finds a way to get it done. I think they could drop back to 10. Realistically, it's probably going to be nine, but I like taking the over. I want to see two 10 win teams out of there again. I'm going to take the under. Um, I was kind of a, a non-believer in the Seahawks last year. And Russell Wilson is someone who always wins. And I think he will have a winning record. I just think that winning record is going to be 9-7. There's a good chance of that. Um, I'm risking it for the biscuit. Taking 10, though. <laughs> Tom Brady Buccaneers. 9.5. Can the Buccaneers win 10 games, Ty? <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with the Chief. No. Look, I know you don't love the Buccaneers. You know, they're they're your opponents. They got the NFC South. They also got the AFC West. Tough games. Um, And they got the NFC North. So, listen, Linda. I think they probably win at least four games, bare minimum, bare minimum against the AFC West and the NFC North. I think they split with the Saints. And I think they sweep the other teams. I really do. I think the Falcons just can't play Tom Brady. And the Panthers suck. Tom Brady is going to eat the fucking pan- uh, the Falcons. Falcons alive. So, five and one plus have Rob four. Bird for dinner. That's nine. And then their extra games are against the Giants and the Rams. I have them winning ten. I think the Bucks are a ten and six team. I like their roster. I really do. They I really split. do. You said they split with the Saints. They don't split with the Saints. They win nine. It's an under. Oh, Ty. I think Rob Gronkowski makes a difference. Yeah. Um, But I don't think the ceiling is, is as high with Tom Brady as it was with Jameis. I know. I think their offense can score way more with Jameis. They just give up way more. So I don't think their team's going to be insanely better. I don't know. That veteran leadership, they got a great wide receiver core, great tight ends. I think their defense is better than people give them credit for. Defense um, is good. They also got a bad like secondary. Sixty points to the fucking Rams. So, yeah. Um, I like their pass rush though. They're really good against the run. Um, look, man, I just I like the Bucks. I really do. That's fine. I got them winning nine. <laughs> I got them winning ten. Tennessee Titans eight and a half. So they got their you know two easy games against the Jaguars. You got the Texans. You got the Colts. Probably gonna win four games in their division. Um, so probably going to win four games in their division. They also play the AFC North. Only really one winnable, like super winnable game. That's the Bengals. So that's five. And they got the NFC North. So you got, you know, maybe the Bears and the Lions. So that maybe brings it up to seven. Their extra game is against the um, Bills, which is tough. Yeah. And the Broncos, again, tough. Um, shoot, dude. Despite my better instinct. Hold on one second. Let me check something here. So what did I say about them? I got the Texans under seven and a half and I got the Colts over. And also got, I feel like, I feel like the Titans are an eight and eight team. 
I feel like at the end of the year we're looking at Colts. Um, you know, Colts. I think I said like eleven and five. Titans eight and eight. Texans seven and nine. Jaguars three and thirteen. That feels right. I'm gonna go under for the Titans. All right, I'm going over. I think they win nine. Probably win the division. I, uh, I, I did not give Ryan Tannehill enough love last year. <laughs> you didn't, and I'm I'm wiser now. <laughs> I think Derrick Henry's still a good running back. I don't think he'll be as good yeah. or as dominant as he was in the playoffs. Um, but I think they have a good squad, and I think the Colts aren't that good. Um, I did give Houston over seven and a half, but not by a lot. Yeah. I think the Titans are the best team in that division. See, I'm flipping the script. I was one of the first to adopt Tannehill. Now I'm going to be one of the first to shy him away. He got his money. He's going to be so laid back now. Just chilling. He ain't going to care. Just big chilling in Tennessee. No, they got a good offensive line and a good run game, so he'll still always be, like, good enough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I see eight and eight. Mostly because they got the Colts. They have to go through. I can see them go 9-7. It's not going to be a lock for sure. Bust up. The Redskins. Now, the Redskins line is sitting at, what is it, five? Five and a half. They got a new coach, Ron Rivera. New coach. They're still trying to figure out the quarterback with Dwayne Haskins. Alex Smith probably coming back, but I don't know if he plays. So they play the NFC West. Tough division. And the AFC North. Oh, God. No, they're not winning fucking six games, dude. Yeah, they're... I mean, they had a number one overall pick, but they used it on defense for a... Number two overall pick. Whatever. For a team that only scored 266 runs on offense. Points. Points. Did I say runs? Yeah. My brain's mush. 266. I mean, the fucking... They're not winning six. They could win five. I'll give them that. That's like their ceiling. They're not winning six. The Dolphins scored 306. The Jaguars scored 300. 266, and they just added on defense. Well, Chase Young, though, is so good. You couldn't really. Uh, like no, no, no. Don't get me on. wrong. He's a great pick, but that does not help a huge flaw in their team. So I got nine locks, Ty. I need to lock in one more. Oh, we're doing ten locks. Yeah. How many did you have? I don't know. I haven't counted them. I'm just kind of. I'm going to keep this document, though, and look at my record at the end of the year. Should I just throw like $10 on every one and see if I can make money? One, two, three. Yes. <laughs> Problem is, I have to pay beforehand. I don't like that. Oh, do I have 11 locks? Oh, he's going to take the lock off. Oh, man, Ty. I mean, this is an easy one to take off. No, I got to leave that. Um, I'm still trying to think of one. Take right, off. I'll, I'll take off. I'll take off the team we just talked about here. No, no, I'm fucking not. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of one. I can't. There's a few I like. Um. This is such bad radio. Such bad radio. Okay, I'm going to lock in. I don't love it. Like I, I'm, why am I scared? I'm not putting actual money on it. Just which one do you feel the best about? When I look at these, which one jumped in my eyes? It's this one. I said I wasn't going to do it because of Bill Belichick, but I'm doing it. Already teaser. My 10 locks time. I'm going to tell you now. I'll write them down after. Okay. Patriots under nine. Said I wasn't going to lock it, but I just locked it in. Colts over nine. That's a lock. Jason Reed lock. Okay. 
Jaguars under five. Lock of the century. Chiefs over 11 and a half. That's a lock for me. Dolphins over six and a half. I really like the Dolphins. And I knew that was one you wouldn't pick either way. Like we disagreed and I was like, you know what? That might be a good opportunity to gain a game on them. Vikings over eight and a half. They're a nine win team. Um, Saints over ten and a half. Again, they don't get any worse. Giants under six. Not a Daniel Jones believer. Sorry, Daniel Jones. 49ers over ten and a half. Again, they're not, they didn't get any worse. That's the one situation where Jimmy G could get hurt and it could derail it. Whatever. I'm locking it. Anyone could get hurt in the NFL. Yep. I'm not a coward. And the Redskins under five and a half. Locked. All right. I will say uh, honorable mention. I took off New England. Oh, so the one you originally said you were going to lock and I wasn't. We flip-flopped. Yes. <laughs> uh, I locked Atlanta under seven and a half. I thought about that one, yeah. Chicago over eight. We had different opinions on that one. Denver over seven and a half. Oh, my. Can I take a lock off? Mm, you, already, you already fucking spoke them. Fuck, Ty. Stone. I just missed them. I just overlooked them. Green Bay under nine. You know why I overlooked them? I didn't write it down. That's an issue. Jacksonville under five. Kansas City oh. over 11 and a half. New Orleans over 10. The other New York team, the Jets, under six and a half. Philadelphia over nine and a half. And uh, Washington under five and a half. Can I please take off my Patriots lock for the Broncos? I won't allow it. I know. It's the same thing. I won't allow it. You've spoken them. That's all right. That's all right. NFL. I'm going to ask Daniel a question um, about just how uh, futures work if I have to pay right now. Because if I don't have to pay right now, Ty, I legitimately might bet a lot, a significant amount of money on the Denver Broncos. Really fuck you. <laughs> Come to the end of the year and just owe a lot. I just hope I forget about it. Yeah. But, or I can win a lot of money. Either way, it could fuck you. I wish you could parlay these. I think you can on some offshore books. What did we learn about parlays, Jay? No, but I mean like parlay like six of them and just throw like five bucks on it and try to get crazy odds. There's no way. I think I could pick six of my locks and go six and oh. My locks are locked in, especially because Broncos are, should be on there. Dude, I just didn't I didn't write it down. I'm so stupid. I got all 32 written down so we can, I can look back and see how I did. Oh, I got them all written down, too, now, I think. I hope it's 32. I haven't counted. Might have numbers. Yeah, I didn't do that. Very organized. Oh, wait. I think if I highlight it all and then press the little, like, numbering thing, it'll number for me. 31. I'm still missing one. <laughs> okay, tell me where. I, th- I know the Broncos are out of order, but tell me where I missed one. So, I got Cardinals, Falcons, Ravens, Bills, Panthers, Bears, Bengals, Browns, and then I got Broncos. Okay. I know they don't go there. Cowboys, Lions, Packers, still good? Yep. Texans, Colts, Jaguars. Yep. Uh, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. Rams, Dolphins, Vikings. Uh, Patriots, Saints, Giants. Shit, where did I miss one? Jets, Eagles, 49ers. Um, Steelers. Thank you. Where did they go in at? Uh, after in, Eagles? Yeah, after Eagles. What, did, what was my prediction do you remember <laughs> i don't uh it I was said i think you said oh yeah under no two. yeah they're not winning 10 games yeah all right well yeah i got all 32 as well we'll see what the overall record but the locks record is what really matters yep that's that's with blood are we gonna have a a, a wager on those we good we could do it I'm what's, up, what's I'm the wager a wagering i don't know 
We always say we'll discuss, and then we never Let's decide. Let's make the wager. Can we make it dyeing our hair? I mean. It's not permanent. Just like two, three-week dye. I'm fine with it, because I could get like a Saints streak down no, the middle for no, the No, 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 no. What do you mean, then? You would have to dye it like a Charger color, and I would have Fuck to dye that. it a Saints color. Black and gold? That's gold. Very, just gold. That's very casual. That's just like a uh, an exciting blonde. I gotta do. Okay, then let's blue. pick a color. Then let's pick a color. Blue. Let's pick the same color. Red. I mean, you get shot in the we, streets. We both. <laughs> <laughs> silver. Silver hair. Yeah, silver. That's fine. I got my hair real short right now. It won't last long. I'm, I'm trying to. It'll be like they have the non-permanent that lasts like three weeks. Just like an old man. Silver hair dye. I'll do my beard too. Non-permanent. <laughs> I don't have a beard. I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying I will. Vibrant silver coloring. No, no, that that's a bad idea. Because I don't I don't shave my beard very much. That'll stay. Vibrant silver coloring conditioner. Silver hair. Well, I got to make sure there's actual silver dye. There, there's a hundred. Apply to wet or dried hair. Dye. We recommend. You do like platinum or something like fucking chicks with the gray hair. Yeah, but I mean like non. Non permanent. You know what I mean? I, I would bet my fucking bank account. Punky plum, semi-permanent conditioning hair color, vegan, PPD, and paraben-free. Lasts up to 25 washes. 25 washes? That's a pretty decent amount of fucking washes. That's a whole month. That's like three weeks. They Oh, let's see. We can get uh, ebony, cotton candy, which is like a nice little pink. Um, They got a lot of I'm, colors. I'm cool with silver. I know I'm going to win this, so I'm cool with silver. I don't see any I don't any even know silvers. how different our locks are. They're pretty different. Um, if it if we don't find silver, should we establish a backup color? Gold. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's one day spray, but that's no fun. Just gotta do it every morning. Oh, here we go. This is the one I was gonna do if I had to dye my hair blue. Do they have gray? Alien gray. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Alien gray. It doesn't really. It's not like silver, but it's gray. It, it it'll get the job done. Love it. Wait, what's this one? Oh, never mind. Where does Alien Gray go back? I gotta fucking, I gotta. I should, I should just buy it now because one of us has to do it no matter what. <laughs> Unless we tie. Semi permanent. If we haircut. tie, do we both do it or do yes. neither of us do it? Both of us do it. Okay. Uh, Semi permanent hair color, cool, medium, slate gray shade, vegan. I know you're vegan. Thank you. <laughs> PPD and ammonia free for coloring hair on women and men. Um. Semi-permanent hair dye. The semi-permanent hair dye formula gradually fades in four to six weeks. Oh, fuck. Again, my hair is short. That's not going to affect me as much as it's going to affect you. I'll keep it there. Well, mine too. It probably won't uh, fully die with you. You might just get like a weird... Mine, it'll definitely fucking fully die. Yeah. I don't care. I'd be look pretty fucking dope with silver hair. I'm kind of... I might just do this for fun. Maybe I'll dye my hair silver and do the one-day spray for the beard so I can just have it. But then <laughs> I keep like it. fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> That'd be right in time for Christmas, too. That'd be great. Fucking <laughs> jolly old fella. All right, I'm just going to bookmark this. All right, Ty. You got anything else, my friend? Uh, no. No, I think I'm good. I think uh, everyone be safe out there. Be smart. And uh, keep your integrity. And I moved on out to a Colorado farm. Now it's early to bed, early to rise. The crops are plowed and it's no surprise. City folks are fighting and I don't give a darn. Cause I make my living on a Colorado farm.
gotta drive the tractor, gotta cut the grass. Chut, chut goes the baler like it's never gonna last. There's food in the kitchen and there's blood in the farm. That's life living on a Colorado farm. Ice cold beer, pickup truck, country music, listed shit. We got integrity to keep us warm. That's what you get on a Colorado farm. And I'm gonna stay on a Colorado farm. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.